Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 17. I'm your host, Riley. You have probably already noticed a difference. Don't have the intro, switched it up on you, and we got a couple things to go over before we get into the Mayakoba. So, Twilight Nine and myself, no longer presented by Daydreamer Media. They were great to us, they gave us the opportunity to have this show, um, but we are moving on. There's a pretty awesome opportunity coming down here in the next month or two to start the new year. And we are going to be able to really, really grow this show. Interviews with pretty awesome people, access to stuff that I didn't have access to. And we're just very excited about that. Uh, So we're no longer presented by Daydreamer Media. When you guys went in to listen to the show, you guys probably noticed a change in the logo. Also, we changed the uh, artwork for the show, um, teased a little bit of a logo in the background which is going to be pretty awesome coming here once we get some stuff going on but i can't say much but there is a bunch of stuff happening for the show that we're very 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 excited about so we cannot wait for that so yeah new intro all that kind of stuff no longer presented by daydreamer media also the audio files that are going to be this podcast it's going to be a little bit more raw daydreamer uh, edited in a way that there wasn't a lot of gaps when I was talking, right? It was just me continuously talking for half an hour, which I guess it is because I'm the only one on the show. But I'm the producer, host of everything now, so at least for a little bit. So these next episodes are going to be very raw, going to be very more conversational-like. Uh, and I like it better that way. So a little bit more raw, but yeah, we're changing up. We're changing up a bunch of stuff. It's all the same if you're subscribed to the show and downloading the show. It's still going to be all in the same place just from me instead. Different logo, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the blog is going to have be able to have access to a bunch of different stuff that we're really excited about. And I can't wait. So thank you to Daydreamer. We had a great run. Uh, four months, I think. We did 16 episodes together. But this is the first one that I'm on my own. And I could not be more excited about it because in the next couple months, I'm going to be able to bring you guys some seriously awesome stuff. So we can't wait. But with that out of the way, Let's jump into uh, some stuff that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to go over the Mayakoba Golf Classic down in Mexico. Uh, Victor Hovland gets his second PGA Tour victory. He played great. He's very hard on himself. Uh, He's obviously a great golfer. He's already inside the top 20 in the world. He already has two wins. He was in college two years ago, but he's very hard on himself. Video went viral after his first victory that he said he sucked at chipping. And he did. It was terrible. I don't know how he won that tournament, but he does stink in the short game. That's the place in his game that comes and haunts him. 
He's such a good ball striker. He's very consistent off the tee with his little cut. And then when he does that little Hideki pause pump thing, he hits a little bit of a draw. Uh, but the kid is just so talented. Like I said, already inside the top 20. I think he might even be inside the top 15 in the world, I think is the graphic that I saw on Twitter. But yeah, he gets a second PGA Tour victory. Kid's a stud. Uh, Aaron Wise came up a shot shot uh, short. 19 under he missed kind of a makeable birdie putt on the last hole to send it to a playoff he missed it so victor won after making a clutch ass birdie putt on the 72nd hole uh with a little bit of a fist pump which was good to see uh but yeah so we're going to talk about all of that we're going to go over the qbe shootout uh this week down in florida i believe is where the golf course is so that's going to be cool it's a little bit of a different format there's not a bunch of guys uh, in the field, I think it's only 12 teams of two. So there's under 30 golfers in this thing. It's only three days, Friday to Sunday. Uh, but I'm actually looking forward to it. It's a little bit different. It's nice to watch a little bit of a switch up down in Naples, Florida. I'm looking at it now. A um, little bit of a switch up from what is normally done. Obviously, we usually only get match play at the Dells uh, technology. And then obviously, whether the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup is that in in that given year. So definitely looking forward to a little bit of a switch up. Some good guys in the field, so I'm looking forward to that. Obviously going to go over all the betting information, and then we're going to recap the pretty awesome betting week we had at the Mayakoba. We made some serious money at the Mayakoba, so we're going to get into that. Uh, I don't have any headlines. I was The Daydreamer stuff is kind of the only stuff that I wanted to go over and let you guys know about what's coming for the show and all that kind of stuff. So let's just jump right into the Mayakoba. So Victor Hovland, again, gets to 20 under, which is right around the score that I thought would win it would be 20 under. It's really a course that guys really go low at, so that doesn't surprise me that it gets to 20. He wins at 20 under. Aaron Wise got to 19 under. Um, he, like I said, missed a, missed a birdie putt on the last hole, but... Victor Hovland, 67, 69, 63, 65, put all the pieces together for the week in Mexico. His short game haunts him. He's such a good iron player, and it was so good to see. He's one of the more likable guys on tour. He's just a goofy guy, always smiling. Um, Doesn't show a bunch of emotion, like game-wise. You don't see him really fist-pumping and all that kind of stuff emotion-wise. But after that last putt on the 72nd hole, he definitely... That was, I don't want to say a monkey off his back, but after the round, he was hard on himself again. He was getting after himself. He said that he was nervous coming down the stretch. He didn't know if he was going to close it, and he did with a huge putt. So that was definitely a little bit of a sigh of of relief for him. So it was just really good to see the former USAM champ just kind of get after it and go win. Uh, So that was good for him. Aaron Wise got to 19 under, like I said. Um, if you go down the leaderboard a little bit, Tom Hoagie and Adam Long were right there in the top five. And then Harris English, Billy Horschel, and Lucas Glover uh, rounded out the top five at 16 under. Um, other guys that were in the field, Tony Finau, um, not great off the tee. He was kind of all over the place. He also had that super ugly putter that I guess was custom made for him. Holy shit, is that thing ugly. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's like a piece of metal. And then the 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 stem of the putter is like coming out somehow like the back end of it in the middle. It is awful to look at, but it worked. I mean, he definitely, he putted a little bit better. Um, he gets a top 10 finish at T8 at 15 under. Justin Thomas, who came out of legitimately nowhere on Saturday, I think went from T33 to T3 with a 62 on Saturday and then kind of stalled out on Sunday and didn't do much. He finishes inside the top 20 at T12 at 14 under. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Hovland gets a second win. It was, he's such an easy guy to root for. 
uh, that it was just really good to see him get another W on the PGA Tour. Those guys are a problem. That class, it kind of reminds me. JT took a little longer, I guess, even though he won early too. But, I mean, Jordan Spieth was a problem when he first got on the PGA Tour and when the Masters and all that kind of stuff. But this this group is an absolute problem. Sorry about the dogs if you can hear them in the background. No longer editing it, so I can't edit the dogs if you can hear them bark in the background. I apologize. Um this group of college kids is an absolute problem. Matty Wolf, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland all got to the tour at the same time. I think Colin and Victor have multiple wins. I think Colin's up to Colin has three, including a major. And then I think Matty has one win, but then two top fives in a row at majors or something like that. That they're a problem. Those three boys are an absolute issue for for the older guy. I don't want to say older guys because I mean DJ's the oldest. What is he? Thirty six. Rory's just 30 so they're all younger guys but those 22 year old 23 year old kids are an absolute problem one of them is going to win a major again this year if I had to bet on it um so they're they're all just really fun to watch Collins one of the best ball strikers already Matty Wolf is longer than Bryson even though nobody wants to talk about that I those and they're all really easy to root for just good three good kids my age which makes me feel a little bit bad about myself that I could be playing on the PGA tour but what are you gonna do but yeah, that's it. My Coba Golf Classic. It was good TV. It's again, it's really tough to put on the PGA Tour when NFL Sunday and College Football Saturday is happening. It's tough to watch the PGA Tour unless it's a gigant, whoa, gigantic tournament. But I did on my phone when I was watching the Pats. Got that fat dub, forty-five nothing. Anyway, um, but yeah, but it was a really good tournament. Love Hovland. So good to see him win. Moving on, QBE shootout. Actually, before we move on, let's go over the bets that we had from last week. So I had a couple outright winners, um, didn't hit. Varner looked like he was going to be up there for a bit. Russell Henley, he might have officially fallen off that hot streak that he was riding at the CJ and the Zozo and a couple weeks before that. He's been bad. T- T29, T30, and then he missed the cut at Mayakoba. Uh, so he's going to be in the doghouse for a little bit. I've been kind of riding him for a bit. He is no longer going to be a must start for me inside the top 20. He's gone. Um Harold Varner was my long shot bet plus 7,000. Uh, he was there for a little bit. Actually, I'm going to look up where he is as I talk about the other bet. Um, and then we had um, Abraham Answer, who I believe got a top 20, T12, I think. Um, oh, so Harold made the cut and then he blew up 71st. That's not good. Uh, but yeah, Abraham Answer had a really good week, actually. I think he came in the top uh, T12. But then let's go to the bets, though, because the bets were fantastic. We had the long shot top 20, Wesley Bryan, plus 800, which obviously value play. I put, I don't even know if I put any units on it, honestly. That was kind of just a long shot top 20 if you wanted somebody that has usually good wedge play, blah, blah, blah. But if we go up to the main bets, the main three bets for the card top 20, Corey Connors, plus 150. My explanation, he was on fire, T8, T24, T10, T10 at the Masters, led the tour in ball striking 2020. He came, uh, he finished inside the top 20. So that gives us a win at plus 150, which is huge to start the week. That was great to have. Next might have been the easiest bet maybe of all time. So Corey Connors finished T17, just looking all this up right now. Um, Carlos Ortiz. Maybe of the easiest bet all time, coming off of his first PGA Tour victory in his home country was his next tournament at Mayakoba. He was plus 250 for a top 20. 
almost dabbled a top 10, but I didn't. I want safe for top 20. He comes in the top 10, T8, easiest bet of all time, plus 250. And then Harris English, top 10, plus 175. Not going to lie, was not looking good for a while. I know I was very nervous after the first couple days. He wasn't really up there. He was always going to make the cut, but he was never really up there. Um, He shoots an eight under final round on Sunday and gets T5th. Little T5 for English, cashes that at plus 175. So Twilight 9, plus 575 for the week. Pretty awesome week. Even if you took all the other bets, if you put 100 bucks on Wesley Bryan, 100 bucks on Abraham Answer, 100 bucks on uh, Russell Henley, you were still up almost 300 bucks if you took everything. If every bet was 100 bucks, I don't know if you guys are doing that. But huge week, plus 575. We will take that every single week of the year. That's awesome. Um, so let's see if we can back it up, man. QBE, super unique tournament. Um, three-day tournament, 50-hole best ball, two-man event. 12 teams, so 24 guys. This is the 32nd playing of it. It's going to be in Naples, Florida. Uh, Tiburon Golf Club. I am just absolutely butchering that, if I'm going to be honest with you. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty set up, pretty awesome. So it's Rory Sabatini is partners with Kevin Tway, Abraham Answer with Matty Wolf, Daniel Berger with Steve Stricker, Cameron Champ, Tony Finau, Harris English, and Matt Kuchar, Lanto Griffin, Mackenzie Hughes, Billy Horschel, and Brandon Todd, Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith, Sebastian Munoz and Neiman, Kevin Na and Sean O'Hare, Louis Ustason and Bubba, and then Ryan Palmer and Harold Vonner the third. So that's what we're going to go. Uh, seven of the top. I believe of seven of the guys, I believe had really good weeks at the Masters. So some of the guys are coming into this tournament in really good form. Um, defending champion last year, Rory Sabatini and Kevin Tway. Um, and then we have another team that has won multiple times. I believe is Harris English and Matt Kuchar, which is going to be interesting because obviously Harris English is coming off a top five, but Matty Kuch hasn't really done anything. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting team to watch so and then we have a couple guys t up in the top five here last year ryan palmer and harold vonner and billy horschel and brandon todd that ryan palmer and harold vonner team holy shit that's tough on the that's tough on the tongue but those guys were both top five finishes here last year it's going to be really awesome so the shootout format first round scramble which is sick second round is a modified uh alternate shot so every hole each player hits a drive and then it's alternate shot from there and then uh, third round is four ball. So they use their ball the entire time through the whole best score wins. And I'm just really looking forward to it, man. Like I said, Tiburon Golf Course, uh, Naples, Florida, par 72, yardage right around 7,400 yards. It might play a little bit lower than that. Um, Bermuda Grass and Fairways and Rough. Bermuda Grass is also on the greens uh, like normal, you know, Golf Channel, all that kind of stuff. But this golf course was designed by Greg Norman, 1998 at the Ritz-Carlton Resort, and he's still very he's very involved in this tournament still, which is really good to see, raising money for charity and all that kind of stuff. Um, key stats for the week. Um, you know, obviously driving is a little bit easier just because on, on a couple of the formats, you can choose the best drive. Obviously, four ball, you can't. But what's going to be huge is in some of the formats, you're going to have a couple putts at it. Right, you're gonna have multiple putts for birdie, so putting is super important. Um, which we're just really we need putters. That's what we're looking for. There's no there's no 
secret to why Harris English and Matty Cooch have won. Um, Billy Horschel's going to be in there. Brandon Todd's going to be in there. All these guys are crazy good putters. Um, Harris English and Matt Kuchar also actually come into this tournament uh, with the best combined putting over the last 24 rounds. So that's something to look for. But putting is going to be gigantic. Driving is a little... Guys are going to hit fairways and guys are going to hit greens, especially in a team format. It's all about who can make the putts. And that's why you need to score so low. I mean, the winner of this the winner of this tournament is ridiculously low. Like 30 under is what the winner usually comes in. So you need to shoot 10 under every day. So you really need to make putts. Um, so if we go over to the fantasy or the DraftKings Sportsbook, let's bring up everything that we're going to be looking at this week. Let's bring up the QB shout out, shootout rather. So for this week, there's not going to be a bunch of a bunch of different bets just because there's only 12 teams. There's only 24 guys. So there's not going to be like obviously top 20 bets because there isn't a top 20. Um, no top 10 bets because I mean, hopefully you would come in the top 10. If you don't come in the top 10, you're borderline last. Last two teams are not in the top 10. So there's not going to be any of that. There's going to be top five bets, top three, and then obviously winner. And then DraftKings is letting you bet on the leader after the first round. So looking at it, coming into the week, the uh, favorite is Tony Finau and Cameron Champ, followed up by Matty Wolf and Abraham Answer. Kucher and English are next, followed by Billy Horschel, Brandon Todd, rounding out the top five, Louis Ustazen and Bubba Watson. There's going to be a couple of things to watch here. Answer's coming off a couple of good performances. Matty Wolf is a problem, especially when in a format where he can hit a bomb. And if it's in the fairway, great. If not, Abraham Answer's super accurate. So they can do that. Tony Finau and Cameron Champ are bombers of the golf ball. And you give two bombers a chance. One of them's usually going to be in the fairway. Um, Harris English and Matt Kuchar obviously can, you know, dabble around the course, use short game and all that kind of stuff. Bubba and Louie is a very interesting team. They kind of have contradicting play styles. Louie is very fundamental, straight balls, a little bit of a cut. Bubba Watson is, let me sling this thing 80 yards around a tree, underneath the tree, above a tree, to a green, to a back pin, all that kind of shit. Uh, Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith, the Aussies, are a team together. That's going to be interesting to see. And then actually, I think the guys that I believe top five um, form-wise are, is probably Mackenzie Hughes and Lanto Griffin. Lanto Griffin seemed to be always kind of in the mix at the end of the season last year. And Mackenzie Hughes put together a good, a couple good tournaments at the end of the year also. So they might be a team to watch. They might be a team that I put in the top five for this week. They're sitting at plus 138 um, for a top five. On the show, like right now, we're not going to go over a bunch of the bets uh, obviously, I'm going to give you some odds for stuff. But again, the Twilight Nine blog is going to have all the final bets just because I like to research a little bit more, wait to see if DraftKings releases more bets to include on the card. So for now, we're just going to go over a little bit. already went over key stats, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. But I think form-wise um, and guys that are just so consistent, Griffin and Hughes are definitely going to be a team to look at there at plus 1,200 to win the thing outright plus 300 for a top three and then plus 138 for a top five. If you go down to the defending champs, plus 2000 to repeat plus 225 for a top five. And then I don't like Kevin Na and Sean O'Hare at all in this spot. I think it's going to be one of the top five teams. If I'm looking at this right now, aside from Griffin and Hughes, rather one of the top five teams probably to win this thing. Um, I just think Cooch and English are just so good on the greens and English has, been striping it with his irons so that's going to be a pretty good play um that team sitting at plus 650 
to win and minus 125 for a top five. The top five teams are minus money to finish in the top five. So you're going to have to go top three to get a little, to get plus money for those odds. Um, if like, if you go down to the 15, Bubba Watson, Louis Ustays, and those guys are minus 110. But, and then leader after round one, which is interesting because the first day is a uh, scramble. So, off the tee, you pick the best ball. Second shot, you pick the best. You pick the best second shot. Third shot, pick the best one. So, you sh- you need to go really low on that first day. So, I'm guessing if I had to guess, a a team with a bomber or two is probably going to be in first after the first day, just because it lets those guys rip. Like if you have Abraham answer in your team, Matty Wolf's going to bring out the big dog every single hole and hit it as far as he can. Like that's the kind of freedom a scramble allows these guys to have. So if I was going to put my money on a team to be winning after the first day, it would either be Bubba Watson and Louis Ustazen, Matty Wolf and Abraham answer and Cameron champ and Tony Finau. I just think that format kind of favors the longer hitters because it frees them up to just swing as fast as possible. So I like all those bets. Tony Finau and Champ plus 650 after round one. Uh, Wolf and Answer plus 750 after round one. And then Bubba Watson and Louis Ustazen plus 750 after round one. So yeah, guys, that's what I'm thinking for the QBE. Not going to cover it a whole lot again because the blog is going to be up there uh, to finalize all the thoughts and stuff. Obviously, if there was more bets to go over for the week, it's a light week. Uh, We're coming back um, next week. We're probably going to have an interview, which is great with a uh, apparel company. So we're looking forward to that. Um, But yeah, for this week, just short and simple. Wanted to go over all the daydreamer information, all the changes that are going to be happening coming up here. But I think for the QBE, that's all I got to say. Uh, the blog is going to be up on twilight9.com. So make sure you take a look at that. That's going to be up sometime on Wednesday. And then if I want to add a bet on Thursday, I can add it just because the tournament doesn't start till Friday. But make sure you keep an eye on the Twilight 9 uh, blog. There's going to be a bunch of stuff on there. Product reviews coming soon and all that kind of stuff. The Twitter is there. It's at Twilight9Pod. Same thing as the Instagram. If you guys follow the Instagram, at Twilight9Pod, both accounts are the same. Every time I release a blog, it's going to be Excuse me, it's going to be posted at both spots. So that's where all that kind of stuff is going. But yeah, guys, for this week, for this episode, that is it. So thank you guys for listening. Follow, I'm just going to go over the socials one more time. Instagram, at Twilight9Pod. Twitter, at Twilight9Pod. At RileyHamill underscore is my personal Instagram where you can DM me a bunch of questions about the podcast, what you guys want to see, who you guys want to see on the podcast, all that kind of stuff. The following is getting bigger, which I'm super excited about. I have people reaching out to me on all sorts of stuff, um, asking about the show, and it's just really good to see. So those are the those are the socials. Head to the twilight9.com website to get the blog, to uh, get all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I'm just so looking forward to just growing this to a point where just – it's just going to be awesome. If we keep having betting weeks like that, if we keep getting guests on the show, it's just going to be super exciting to grow this thing. And I can't wait. So check out all that. If you have family, friends, anybody, boyfriends, girlfriends that love golf, send them my way. Um, I'd like to love to talk to them, love for them to follow the podcast. Uh, and I can't wait guys. So check out the socials, check out twilight9.com. Check out the betting blog going up on Wednesday, updated on Thursday, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. All right, guys. Peace.